0: Welcome to She Said Let's, where we chat the tricks and treats of the business of film and TV.
1: Shine a light on women who've empowered us. And
0: dish on plot twists in our life we just had to say. Let's too. In today's episode, we'll be learning the many things a PA on set does. Here, our guest's
1: dream job in Let's Blue Sky It.
0: Find out what kind of murder mystery we would solve if we had the skills of Miss Poker Face
1: and defend Natasha Leone characters in She's a Bitch. I am Kay. And I'm Hannah. And today we have a very special guest. Writer, director, and PA extraordinaire, Taylor Rex. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Of
1: course. Thank you for coming on. I actually, I met Taylor earlier this year through a previous guest we've had on who is basically like my sister, Jordan Belts. Um, You guys are roommates now and you're from Pittsburgh. We are. So we share that. We have that in common. We do. Um, But I met you the first night at Desert Five Spot. We all yes. went to Desert Five Spot together. Yes. Wait, did I go with my cousins? Is that the
0: exact same night? Yes, yes. that is. A, that's
1: that's, what that's what the same you? night. Or my one cousin and her husband. I guess. Yeah. I should say. yeah, yeah. So we both met Taylor the same night. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. Yeah,
2: I guess.
1: very quiet. We no, we all we all vibed. We, we were dancing. A hat was stolen. <laughs>
2: a hat it's was still stolen. In the a ha-
1: not a hat. <laughs> not a hat. <laughs> but yeah we um i i showed you my favorite la spot and my little delinquent ways that night i want to go back so bad we have to i was just there last night i know i saw yeah we have to go back well especially because we know that you like country apparently exactly
2: she says dress like she should be at a country concert (laughs) (laughs)
1: flannel on ready to go
2: yes always
0: um so taylor because PAs are often the unsung oh. heroes of any production, can you tell us a bit about what you do currently as a PA and what you've done in the past?
2: Absolutely, um, ugh, PAs. It's so it's so funny trying to describe it because we do so much and so much that people don't know. Um, but we assist the production, like quite literally. We just do whatever's asked um it's in the name exactly we assist the ad's with communication um just i mean it's really whatever's asked of us like no matter what the department is last week i was grabbing coffee for the camera operators i'm like they couldn't get away happy to help in any way grabbing the producer's stuff um helping coordinate cast and get them to sound get them all mic'd up my current job specifically i'm working as the walkie pa so my first day labeling all the walkies distributing them to the department uh, to the departments you couldn't talk on set if OPA PA wasn't handing out your walkie like you don't just pick those up randomly you know you have to be assigned them and we keep track of those and then I hand out the distro very important because I've mm-hmm. been on several
0: productions where we have lost parts of the walkies
2: <gasps> sounds like a nightmare yeah um and then handling out distro so the sides and call sheets every morning um just coordinating, letting everyone know when we're rolling and cutting. People ignore that and then you know, they can walk right into the <laughs> yeah. shot. Everyone's had it happen. Um I I don't know. Assisting the production's really just the easiest way to say it. Um, but it's all encompassing. It's whatever someone needs, I'm running it to get.
0: How did you even start doing this, I guess? Like, what was, where was the beginnings of, uh,
2: of this? So I've had an interesting journey. I've been in a few departments as a PA. Uh, so my first job out of school, February 2020. Perfect timing. Highly recommend it. Um, my professor recommended me for a production assistant job in the office as a set deck PA. Uh, so I was helping organize binders for a police um police office and just helping them get things together uh researching mac miller for set design hell yeah i hadn't listened to his music now i love it oh my god <laughs> Pittsburgh See,
1: introduced you to more pittsburgh exactly.
2: things um and then you know covid shut that job down unfortunately but the same people at that job recommended me because they couldn't bring me on the next job uh and then i was a vfx pa for seven months mm. knew nothing about it was very honest in the interview. Um they sent me a thousand pages of documents to read, to understand. If we're being honest, maybe we're at a hundred. It was all <laughs> going over my head. And they would like pop quiz me on it. And i am like, I had no idea. Um, but I worked really hard and then after that I got into the AD department as a PA. Um and depending on who you ask, there's four or five positions of a PA. Walkies, first team or cast, base camp background and then a key Um, and I've done all of those. I've learned something in each of them Um, so I'm really grateful to have like all that knowledge because you also get to meet new people in each of those positions uh, that you normally wouldn't uh, interact with.
0: Well and you probably get to learn hey, maybe I don't want to work in this department or maybe I love this one and so I want to move up in this or like, hey, maybe I'm just not really that good at this or maybe I'm a fucking rock star in this. You know what I mean? So it kind of, but it also teaches you like, okay, when I am working, maybe as a first AD, now I know that this is important for the VFX department or this is important for that or this is whatever so that you're thinking of the whole picture To know how to be better at that higher position job
2: absolutely and i think it helps writing and directing too because you have more of an appreciation uh, for all those departments like vfx i know how much time it takes for them to get their few things on set it takes five minutes it's very quick just let them have their time it's going to help you in post Mm -hmm. um you just get an appreciation as a pa meeting all those people because usually you have some time to talk to them and most of the time, they're happy to teach you about their department as well.
1: Okay, so then what are some things that people would be surprised that PAs do? Like, like Can you give us
2: some examples mm-hmm.
1: of the, the, the more ridiculous, the better?
2: <laughs> I think a very fun one, I'll say, is depending, of course, on the cast members reading lines. I got to read lines a lot on Poker Face with our number one um, and with many of the cast members. Uh, so that was really fun. And just knowing that you can build that rapport with them mm-hmm. in that way. Um, I think a lot of people think PAs just kind of fall into the shadows and it's really like stepping into set, learning as much as you can, even just watching the camera movements so you can learn more about your future projects. Um, just trying to be eyes and ears, I feel like a lockup situation nobody understands how crazy those can get. Um, so for lockups, just standing on a road in the middle of the night, like 4 30 at a bus stop in Williamsburg, um, where it's not super safe and you're just like eyes and ears out, and the crazy conversations you can have because people just want to learn about this industry. They're like, Oh, what do you do? And then you're just stuck at four thirty in the morning talking to a drunk person on a street uh, corner. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs>
0: Wait, was this for the was this uh, was this for the one of the episodes of Poker Face? The uh, oh, now I can't remember what the fuck it is. The one where that dude gets killed for the lottery ticket.
2: Oh no, that one we did in New Mexico. Okay, we, we like owned that whole highway, which was kind of crazy. What? what? Yeah, they like blocked off because it was. It was genuinely like a we for two weeks we just chilled on that highway and they blocked it off so like I was I would just like walk walk along the highway for two <laughs> what the hell um, but we did uh, up in Poughkeepsie uh, which was the band episode uh, I think it's episode four of Poker Face um, not a super safe area and I remember we heard that there had been on the tech scout somebody chased by somebody with a machete what yes like what somebody, the one, th- one th- of the crew members no this was like they like they were on the tech scout and they watched this happen to people and they're like we should film here
0: <laughs> and they were like yes what? this is the place this will really get us into character for the murders
2: <laughs> and so i asked my ad's i was like because they were like hey we shouldn't be walking alone i was like okay great super safe um on overnight shoots <laughs> So I was like, well, our number one wants to walk everywhere. So what do I do? And they're like, well, she's an adult. She can do what she wants. I was like, okay. But then I have to walk with her. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So I went into the trailer, into hair and makeup. And I said, hey, we're ready for you on set. We'd love for you to get dressed. I know you love walking. But if I can just say... And it, in my, like, customer service voice, I, like, <laughs> lock eyes with her in the mirror. And I'm like, during the tech scout, there was a machete incident. And a <laughs> machete incident. And if we could drive to set today, that would just, that would be lovely for safety. She, she locked eyes with me in the mirror. And she goes, Taylor, did you, with all the professionalism you could muster, just tell me there was a machete incident. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am, I did. And then we drove. Well, at least, at least she listened. See, yes. There you go. Yeah.
0: That worked. That worked for you.
2: Uh, so I think just those scenarios where it's, you can get yourself in some interesting situations and navigating yourself out of those. I mean,
1: not much can really beat a machete incident. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have had people say crazy things about, like, when you have to deal with animals and you're in, like, oh, a sh- a shoot. Oh, that's a good...
1: Have you ever had to work with animals in a shoot?
2: We did. And I think my favorite part of working with animals are their stand-ins, which are always just stuffed animals. Oh. And it's so cute. We just had dogs on my previous set, and there was just two Golden Retrievers stuffed animals on set. Um, but then there's the second episode, or... Excuse me, third episode of Poker Face where the dog is like hurt and they had to bloody up the stuffed animal and it looked so realistic, so realistic. And it was like alarming for a lot of us. Um, But having a dog on set is always a good day on set. Always happy for that.
0: Well, the question that this whole podcast is based around is... What was something that you were scared of doing in film and TV that you said let to do because a woman empowered you to do so? And who was that person?
2: I think a lot of my experience in just continuing in this field, I have to dedicate to my mom. Uh, growing up, I was writing. K and I, you and I briefly talked about this writing, making like writing scripts, asking for a camera, at, like seven, eight years old, um, i have my cousin and i have the story of me writing a full feature film with littlest pet shops just out loud in the moment and there's no evidence of it anywhere oh that's so oh, sad no. um but it didn't click for me as a career until i went i was going to be a journalist uh i went to a journalism workshop we played with a camera one day and i came home and i was like mom i i think i want to go to film school i think this is what i want to do and she went oh, it's a About time. She was like, I was really worried you were gonna waste some tuition. (laughs) Why didn't she just suggest that? It was like a thing. She she's an independent strong woman and she wants to raise independent strong daughters. And so she was like, We're gonna wait for you to, you know, realize it on your own. Uh but then I got the opportunity to work on poker face in another state. I called her and she goes, Okay, let's make it work. We packed my apartment in one day, twenty-four hours to the like to the minute um and then we packed to help me move out here in 36 hours uh so my mom has always just been there being my biggest cheerleader my sister along with that um just helping me continue pursuing this dream so yeah biggest cheerleaders
1: oh i can't believe you guys packed up your apartment in 24 hours
2: i I got
0: so stressed just even hearing you say that
2: the past like Year of my life. I don't know if I will be able to remember it, you know, years from now, because it just all has happened so quickly. I had interviewed and then I didn't hear anything for two weeks. So I was like, okay, something happened. I'll eventually find out. We're not filming. Uh, they called me back on a Wednesday, it was March 30th, and they said, your start date's April 8th. I was like, okay. My buddy called me, also living in New York, and he's like, hey, what if you actually just come out here Monday for a separate job? and then we can hang out I didn't see them in a year so I accepted both jobs and literally in 24 hours it was like my friends came over my sister my cousin I had so much help I couldn't have done it alone that yeah yeah um so crazy though but even I mean to come out here it was just me and my mom um we we signed the lease Thursday I think at 11 p.m and my mom and i had agreed to drive out here and so it was like okay when do you want to leave i was like monday like i think i can get like my life together and she's like i'm thinking saturday i was like i have to okay. do this again <laughs> oh my god and so we planned the trip for like 2 hours that night i woke up and thankfully my most of my apartment was still packed cuz it was just in her house i think it was the real saving grace there yeah um but getting it all like to fedex saying my goodbyes To move across the country in a day. It was.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. It was a whirlwind. That's a lot.
2: Yeah. So I shout out to, you know, everyone that helped me do it.
1: Yeah. A lot of queens. A lot of queens. A lot of queens right there. Well, now it's time to chat about dreams in a segment that we like to call. Let's Let's Blue Sky Sky it. It. Where we pitch our pie in the sky
0: projects, roles, maybe a venue we'd love to perform at or people that we'd adore to work with. So, Taylor, I know you aren't trying to be a PA forever. <laughs> so, if there were zero boundaries and you didn't need a trillion yeses, what would you do or create?
2: Ooh. I think that's what's so great about having such a great support system is just being able to, to dream so big. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I have one feature that is currently written. I'm still revising it, I think. As most people know nothing's ever fully finished you just want to oh, keep, yeah. keep messing with it um but that's my dream first project out the gate to establish myself and then i have a second one that i'm trying to write um eventually i'd like to show run just like create my own tv show um i'd love i'd kill to work with greta garwig in some uh, capacity yes i'm so jealous like jealous of everyone that worked on barbie this summer and then Bridgerton is having a really big moment right now and I think it's just such a cool it would be very cool to work on but also to build a show in that capacity. Uh, I think my biggest dream is to just create something that people just really latch on to um, even if it's a small amount of people if it's a large crowd just that they connect with.
0: Yeah can you give us uh, you don't have to give any thing major away but can you give us an idea of what your feature is about your first one that you
2: absolutely it is about a situationship uh, based on a personal story and it tells the story of how she fell for this guy but she's recounting it in a flashback on her wedding day (gasps) so then you're not sure who she ends up marrying at the end
0: Hmm, very how I met your mother or how I met your father-esque maybe
2: I mean, you definitely, you get an answer, and I will say that it's not your typical romance story, because I don't think that's as realistic anymore. I um, feel like I would be able to resonate with that, so I need yeah. to see you make this happen. I really want to.
0: You're going to. I guess, I mean, I've done a million of these, so sometime, but I just have a million dreams, so right. it's, yeah. you know, it's it's. It, I've been getting creative with my answers, I will say, <laughs> but uh, many know that I was late in the Housewives game. Uh, mm-hmm. But I became a fast fan late last year, and now I am fully immersed. Um, She's
1: housewived the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, uh, I will
0: say things that these bitches say. I will reference them. I will do it all. Um, but despite knowing how awful some of the producers on reality shows can be, as we have seen, you know, uh, shown in, what was that one show? About the Bachelor producers? I Forget who the fuck you watched it. It was like the
1: Bachelor's Producers. Well,
0: it was like based on like how bad the Bachelor's Producers were like in manipulating all these things that made people like ruin people's oh, lives and shit I like that. Exactly but it was a scripted show and it was on Lifetime, I mm-hmm. think, but then it got really big when it went to streaming. And now of course I cannot remember what the fuck it was called, but it was very good.
2: I didn't Whatever. realize it had gotten like picked up. I remember when it was still on Lifetime.
0: Yeah. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, I you should, show even though I can't even tell you what the fuck it is.
2: <laughs> uh, but
0: uh, w- I'll, I'll I'll eventually look it up. Uh, I believe that I would be a good one, though. Not one of these people. Um, <laughs> therefore, I would like to be the executive producer, along with Andy Cohen, of course, <gasps> of yes. the real divorcees of Grand Rapids. <gasps> okay. Of Grand Rapids. Yes. So why divorcees, you ask? Because back in Rockford, Michigan, which is a northern suburb of Grand Rapids, the high school, which is where my dad lives, um, the high school is kind of known for having like well off families. But unlike a counterpart of theirs, which is the East Grand Rapids, where people are really wealthy, uh, the kids at Rockford were actually like super naughty and like kind of cool, you know, (laughs) like in my opinion. Um, But the moms there would never admit this about the kids. Like they were like, oh, they're so great. Like they would never do anything wrong even though they were doing all sorts of shit wrong um and there was a particular type of mom from said school that people called the rockford cupcakes it was like a specific mom and between them, Hannah is laughing. Did they all have
2: blazers? I feel like they all had matching shirts.
0: No, I mean, well, I mean, there was a lot of J. Crew. There was a lot of the <laughs> limited. So they did have a uniform. Uh, yeah, it was like <laughs> you know, Michael Coy, the, the Calvin Klein, like the the boring designers. You know, the Coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, But between them supporting their sports teams, fighting about whose kid is like the best on some team, which who the fuck cares, you know what I mean? Like, is what are they gonna be in the NFL? No. Um, what colleges the kids got into, going to each other's lake houses because there were a ton of like handmade lakes in our area and shit. Um, handmade
1: and, lakes. Yeah, that's what they are. Man-made? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep that
0: is what <laughs> handmade. they were made by hand i mean honestly hand. honestly they, they were they were made by somebody's hands of a man <laughs> and who know? honestly it should be called man-made what if some women were involved you know what i mean
1: you're right you're
0: right, you're right. yeah they, well, we Man-maidens don't tale. handmaid's the new man-made okay that's what i'm saying <laughs> everyone TM, trademark everyone We'll be use handmade from now on. Handmade. Handmade Handmade lakes. And continue. Handmade lakes. So there were many float parties that occurred on these handmade lakes float parties. Yeah, yeah. Where you, like, where you just uh, chill and, and float and drink. Yeah. You okay. like t- take something out and you have some ropes that attach with like some fancy ass floats and shit and all the like, oh, you, you know, like the, the ladies. Ones? Yeah. The ladies go out and they show off their floats and they're like, oh, our float is way. Oh, yeah. We have the like $500 one, but we they have, have the o- they have the old version. Oh, you haven't gone to Dick sporting goods in a minute. Have you? Sorry, <laughs> Crystal. (laughs) Um, like they're getting the new models of these Uh, so you know there was pyramid schemes going on in the Midwest which you know there are all these ladies are getting into trying to get their friends into Avon yeah that was an old one Mm -hmm. Um, then of course this will all culminate in the rumors and drama of divorce that lies underneath these picture-perfect facades and it usually comes when their kids are in middle or high school, um, which in my opinion is the best time in the Housewives franchise to have bratty yet entertaining kids on the show because I don't want to watch your fucking two-year-old run around. Mm. Like I want them to talk back to you. I, I, yeah. I need some of this drama. So um, I want to expose the toxicity of living in a place that is full of judgment and fake individuals who often choose status politics and christianity over real human emotion and morals Mm -hmm. in this exposure i hope to provide healing to those same women showing them that there's nothing wrong with just being their true selves and with the goal of making them feel good about their independence outside of being a wife and a mother Ooh, i like that i'm playing a game on the audience here i'm making it seem like i Mm want to expose them for this but in the end there will be a story
1: that is heartwarming what about you, I'm, Han? I'm also going a Michigan way. Um, oh, you're going to Michigan? I'm go- Well, yeah, for this. Okay. For this, we're going let's, to Michigan. Let's go. And you know what? We're going to do a documentary about Eminem. And I know, I feel like like there have been documentaries done before, but I want to do it in a way because I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying, and we've talked about this previously, I am a huge fan of Eminem. I love him. I love his story. I've watched... 8 Mile. I've watched him in Entourage. I've watched Entourage because he's in it. I listen to all of his music. I adore him. Um, and I think I really want his story to be told in a way where you get to see a deeper look into his life and kind of how he became the way that he is. Like, I know it's kind of been done before, but I want to go d- deeper. A side of Eminem that has never been shown. Like, w- where he was in the late 90s, early 2000s, up into. Like where he is now, and like his relationship with his daughters and his family, and if he's still in contact with Kim, or if he's not comfortable putting that in, then we don't really have to, because I'm sure that would get cut. But still, I really just want to. Nope
0: it's it's going to be on the contract. We have to have it in.
1: We have to. But I have already.
0: This is a blue sky. You can do whatever you want in this. This is true. Eminem will do anything you want. This is
1: true. This is true. But yeah, I really. You didn't. You don't need a trillion yeses. You don't. You just need one, (laughs) (laughs) one shot, one opportunity. I knew you were doing this. everything you ever wanted in one moment. Capture it or let it slip. We're going to capture capture it. it. (laughs) But yeah, I just really I want to get a deeper look inside his brain because he has such a magical brain that like no one can do what he can do.
0: Well, I think now with his older age and his sobriety and all that stuff, he would be more honest. I agree. Because he would have...
1: Well, he also, like, he does a lot of stuff on the side that people don't know about to bring awareness to this stuff, to addiction, to drugs and alcohol and how it fucked with him and also child abuse,
2: like... And your outlook changes as you grow older, too. He's going to have different Absolutely. answers to all of those questions. Absolutely. Than he's previously asked, you know.
0: Yeah, maybe when they made 8 Mile, he saw those scenarios in a certain way that they portrayed mm-hmm. it in a certain way here. And now he can be more actually. When this happened, I actually realized now that this was actually this way.
1: I also want in with I mean, obviously, this would be in the documentary like with 8 Mile. I also want to dip into his relationship with Brittany Murphy. Mm. And then kind of go on the track of what he thinks happened to Brittany Murphy, because mm-hmm. I also want to do something about Britney Murphy. I was just gonna say she... it becomes a
2: series, and you just link everyone. Honestly,
1: that'd be pretty fucking cool too. Yeah, next season, next season on Uncovered. <laughs> <laughs> Uncovered. I don't know. We'll, we'll, that work would, we'll, work yeah, we'll workshop. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. workshop. That. we'll yeah. workshop that. So
0: we are back with one of my favorite segments. Because I love to spin a good tale. <laughs> and it's called, How, How did, did We, we Get, get here? here?
1: So we're going to be taking a scenario, occupation, inciting incident, or etc. cetera, from a TV show or film, and imagine what it would be like if we were the characters.
0: So Poker Face, which we have
1: mentioned already, is a mystery
0: whodunit drama you can now stream on Peacock, where, spoiler alert... Every episode someone dies and our <laughs> badass protagonist must use her skills of reading people, specifically when they lie, to figure out who the killer was.
1: Taylor, as we mentioned, you worked on Poker Face as a PA, so you're all too familiar with the formula of this show. So if you were the character of Charlie, what would the hypothetical murder you're trying to solve be? Who would be the murderer and what is their motive?
2: So I have a dream idea where because I just recently watched White Lotus and Glass Onion, where we just trade casts. I think it would just be <laughs> the funniest thing. Because also, the, I mean, half of them are friends with Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. The other half know Natasha very well. But I think it would just be a dream season if we just kept switching everyone. Um, but I'm going to be truthful here and say I have some ideas that I'm hoping to write. And maybe someday pitch to them. Um involving some of those characters and hopefully you know we see benjamin again benjamin Bratt, who played cliff he's so
0: fucking hot in that i don't know i was like oh my god
2: just my dream cast is you know bringing benjamin back trading with white lotus and glass onion and who, just, would,
1: who would you trade
2: uh i think aubrey would be aubrey plaza just bringing her back because i feel like she can play any character just in, absolutely like, the few things that I've actually seen her in, she seems multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Um, would she
0: be the killer, or would she be? I feel like
2: she'd have to be, right?
0: I mean, you think? So. Yeah,
2: I would think so. I'm not sure what the scenario would be, because uh, I'm workshopping a few things to hopefully someday pitch to them. Um, yeah, so we don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, trying to keep that. But I think bringing Aubrey would be really cool. Okay, yeah, I like that.
0: Well. I'm going to base this (laughs) off of my time working as a server at this place (laughs) called Harper's, which is a college brewery slash sports bar on the top floor and then it was a club on the bottom floor. It was very hectic to work there. You never knew if you were gonna be working at the top or the bottom or what your night was gonna be like. Um, And of course it's all college kids, so it's like. little dicey, obviously. Um, And it's college kids working there, too. So it's like no adults are present for the most part. Um, But I did have a very creepy manager uh, Mm -hmm. who would give underage girls alcohol and drugs um, and end up hooking up with many of them. He was a lot older than Mm. these uh, teenage girls and in my opinion he would kind of take advantage of them when they were fucked up because we'd have all these things called after hours and it's like all these kids basically and like him partying with us like what are you doing here Mm -mm. Um, but unfortunately it's a tale that we've seen all too often. Uh, In this scenario one of the girls he scorned would allegedly put something in his coke that makes him OD, and I'm talking about the coke that goes up your nose, not in your mouth. Well, I guess in your mouth, too, sometimes. Um, And it would be his murder that we were trying to solve. So Charlie will get a job as a door guy, uh, which is hilarious because she is (laughs) 5'3". But in our year of 2023, uh, the place doesn't want to be further canceled, so they will allow it. They've already had their fair share of scandal Due to the couple who owns it, which the couple who owned it was horrible people um, to their employees. And they had a fuck up kid named Harper, which was, you know, what the bar was named after the stupid fucking Mm. kid. Um, So the way that the murderer is caught is through these microphones that hang above the bar. Uh, The owners don't trust the bartenders as they always give free drinks to their friends or they will swap out like someone will be like, hey, I want a well vodka soda or whatever. And they'll put Grey Goose instead, but then charge them for a well drink. So the and honestly, this actually happened. This is why we had microphones put above our thing because they were suspicious of us. Um but the bartenders will somehow say something that tips off their girls. this girl's plan, and Charlie obtains the recordings from that day after she becomes suspicious of them. Um, but then, of course, there's a twist, because that's what this show loves to do. Uh, just when we think that it was the girl who was scorned, we somehow find out that the wife in the couple, who owns the bar, um, will she hired the manager back in the day so that she could prey on him when he was mm. younger. So he gave into it for like the first years that he was working there because this dude literally worked there for like 25 years, which like kid of fucking shit. life, bro. <laughs> um, but, you know, then when he got comfortable and gained a little power, he moved on to the younger girls. Um, and this old hag couldn't stand it. So it was actually her that put the fentanyl in the drugs. And she is the real reason why the manager is dead. So it's time for new management. Perhaps a woman who actually deserved the promotion that already worked at the bar. And of course, the owners will be forced to sell. And, you know, happy, happy ending. (laughs) For everybody but the
1: dead guy, you know? Happy ending for everybody but the dead guy. But maybe
0: he deserved to die, I don't know.
1: Damn, that's dark.
0: Yeah
2: i like it yeah
0: i mean they kill a lot of bad people we, in this in the yeah they end up the people who murdered the other person ends up dying a lot of the time and i'm That's not true. sad about it are yeah. you no. no no
2: spoiler alert yeah <laughs> well, we've been spoiling all episode we, it's fine
1: what about you Hannah? so i'm gonna go back to my roots with this one it's gonna be in small town pennsylvania oh no Mom and pop shops think like Ligonier, Pennsylvania, if you know
2: where that is, Taylor, of course. Yep.
1: Yep. See small town, very wooded area. The houses are pretty far apart. Um, Everyone also knows everyone and everyone else's Mm -hmm. business. So um, a murder happens. It's an older couple um, that owns one of the mom and pop shops. They're brutally murdered. Everyone thinks it's their eldest son. Because that's how, who they. The, how brutally? Brutally, like, chopped up in their house. Ooh. Okay, okay, that's what I wanted. With an axe.
2: Season two getting grittier. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Go get in chopped
1: there. up with an axe in their home. So, Charlie would start working undercover in a different mom and pop shop down the street. It's like not a rival shop, but it's like kind of a competitive one to get like inside information because someone had tipped her off that it might be the owner of that shop instead of the son because the son had an alibi Mm
0: -hmm. as they
1: often do yeah so he was pretty much good so she starts working for this like competitor who isn't really a competitor down the street finds out some information due to the shop owner talking shit sorry I'm, well, like, I'm waving saying sorry, it. Ferd, because it, your face is blocked To <laughs> the viewers. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but so she finds out in the process of working for this person that due to the, like the things that they're saying, it's a little bit more suspicious. And then they find an axe. But it doesn't have blood on it, but they still want to test it like for, you know, I don't know. Let's just, you know, this is an idea, guys. <laughs> I'm not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway find out that it was that bitch that's all what bitch the owner of that shop oh, the, competitor okay. the
2: shop. non-competitor competitor yeah do you have a dream cast for these roles
1: i feel like i want the sun to be played by danny mcbride because i feel like it would be hilarious nice so we are back with a crass segment we
0: like to call she's, she's a, a bitch, bitch. As we've spoke about before, bitch is a term of endearment that Hannah and I use regularly. I mean, it's honestly like interchangeable for dude, bro, whatever, bitch. it's I fine. call men bitch. Oh, I love to do that. You I know. love to do that. <laughs> it really call, shakes them up.
1: If I really enjoy your presence, I will like bitch is an endearing term to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. bitch. Yes. Yes.
0: I love it. But however, people have used it as a derogatory term for many many years you know no matter the sex
1: yeah that's true the definition of bitch is actually a spiteful unpleasant or disliked woman so she's a bitch is a segment where we discuss a female identifying character in film and TV that people find unlikable and the reasons why we don't find her to be as unlikable as others may perceive
0: so today we are doing something a bit different um, as we're all big fans of the m- amazing Natasha Leon. She notoriously plays women that many may find messy, Uh, so each of us will defend a character over the many years of Natasha, and we mean many years, as her credits go all the way back to the early 90s, and maybe even before
1: that with some smaller roles. True, so Taylor, which of her characters would you like to make a case for today?
2: I'm gonna go for the most recent with Poker Face yeah because i feel like audiences loved her but those characters in those small small towns sure did not <laughs> i mean even just starting with the first episode she's just there trying to protect her friend save her friend solve her murder and every single one of them i'm pretty sure they call her a bitch in a few episodes and she's just trying to solve murder she has this great conscience and you know She's not going to stand down. She also doesn't trust the cops to solve the murders. So she's going to do it her own self, her own bad self.
0: Mm-hmm. I do like how she always makes this thing like, no, I'm not a cop. Yes. Like, she <laughs> very, very clear about that in, yeah. like, every episode. I'm not a cop. I, I know.
2: And then accidentally befriends an FBI agent. Honestly, that's very iconic of
1: her. Yes. I love that energy.
0: Yes. So she's using, you know, what what the FBI, the resources of them, but not actually joining.
2: Exactly, the smart way to do it, you know, keep yourself untied, get out of the situations, but have the in. Exactly, Mm -hmm. have the phone number to make the call just in case you ever need it. Mm -hmm. Going to keep that shit on. Which she did. She She definitely did.
0: It was integral to the to the storyline for sure.
2: But I think part of, I mean, she didn't ask to be in any of these situations. She's just trying to make a living. She's trying to be, you know, she's trying to survive on the run.
0: I was going to say she's trying to run.
2: She's on the run. Um, And all these people are just calling her a bitch because she's getting involved in situations that, truthfully, she shouldn't be involved in. But, I mean, she has morals. She's not going to step away and let all these people get away with it. And I think the great part of the show, too, is that she doesn't always necessarily solve the crime, but she works with people. She's like, here are all of the clues. It's laid out. I could have written it down for you. Mm -hmm. Somebody just make the phone call that I can't make.
1: I'm going to be going to a very niche character. Nice. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to be talking about Megan from Scary Movie (laughs) 2. Listen, this is... I know it's such a small role in this movie, but it had such an effect on me as a child growing up. I was like, I am obsessed with this version of God. What is it? The exorcist. Mm-hmm. It's what it was portray- portraying portraying. Um, but <laughs> the reason that she's crazy and insane and doing all this shit is because she's possessed by a demon However, she also does some pretty fucked up shit where she like tries to hump everyone and like sticks her tongue out weird. But I just love, I love crazy characters mm-hmm. and I love off the wall, like out of pocket energy. And she exudes that to like the absolute extreme in this role. Like she had to do a lot of high ends there. What about you, Kay?
0: What's your character? Well... I chose Nikki Nichols from mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. It is a show that ran for seven seasons on Netflix, which is unheard of in today's Netflix arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with many seasons gave us quite a bit of time to get to know her character of Nikki. She has a complicated, tragic past and was arrested for breaking and entering and possession of heroin. But we end up seeing that she grew up alone as like a very lonely child, uh, something I can relate to, uh, with parents who both rejected her and she turned to drugs as a coping mechanism. Although I would say that some would be like, well, she was too rich. She didn't have an excuse to be acting this way as if she had like such a hard life. But then that also turns into her acting selfishly to feed her addiction while she's in prison as well. And she's completely disregarding the family that she built in there. So I can see why some people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Because she doesn't really know what family is, though. She never really learned that or what family does for each other. However... Nikki finds a mom in red and eventually learns to love her as such, as like her first mom, I would say. Uh, She learns from her, becomes a better person, and ends up becoming a prison mom to the newer girls, which was something that I love seeing in some of the later seasons. She even takes over the kitchen business for her when she starts having dementia, red, I mean. And she's a smart hard worker who uses the tough things that she's been through to change others' lives for the better. Which, in my opinion, is the perfect redemption story, especially since this entire show is based off of redemption of all of these characters and showing how they got to where they got and then how they're becoming better people.
1: It also gives an inside look into what women's prisons are actually like, which like no other show has done that ever it was all like prison break was all about men in prison like there fucking wasn't green mile about men in prison like there's so many different movies and like my sister works as she used to work as a federal corrections officer Mm -hmm. and she started in an all-female prison and she's like going from all-female to all-male she was like the women are so much fucking worse to deal with because like they (laughs) they know how to get at you yeah. And, they, like, they make better weapons. <laughs> they're smarter. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> they're smarter. Are. Work smarter, not harder. They know. She was like, I'm terrified to mm-hmm. work in a woman's prison ever again. And I was like, I, I fucking bet.
0: <laughs> well, and you have to think about the fact that, like, Men often use force or strength Mm -hmm. or those types of things to get away with. Women have to use their brain. Women use strategy, yeah, yeah. which is a lot harder to figure out Uh than just oh, let me like pin this guy down who's trying to like fight me or something. It's like no, bitch, this is an intricate plan that has been worked out between like several people, and they've learned how the prison works. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Together, yeah,
1: and like they get a crew, whereas in the male prisons it's usually like everybody for their own right well they have those gangs they have should, they have yeah. some gangs but for the most part it's like all right to each their own like everybody <laughs> good luck well, I think you get shanked. I think they Good do luck.
0: have the gangs, but I'm not sure if they protect each other as well. Like once something is actually happening, they're like, oh, sorry, man. Right. <laughs> like yeah. on your own. I know we're in this gang, but it looks like
2: you might die. And I no know we come branded here. you, but you're not actually. We're right. Not yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. Yours reminded me of another one off of Natasha because we're showing Jordan new girl for the first time. <gasps> and natasha's in it yeah for one episode i forgot about that
0: i don't even know if i remember that that show went on for so long there were so many random people that would go bouncing and out you know
2: she they go to a wedding and they're all Mm. their whole goal is that they're all gonna link up with somebody and schmidt looks over and he starts freaking out because natasha leone's character walks in and they have this rapport Every time they're at a wedding together. It's always the two of them at the end of the night. And Schmidt's like, no, I cannot go home with her. And she's doing her classic Natasha Leo and like banter and bit like and just walks over to him and she's like, You can try and avoid this, but we know what's (laughs) gonna happen. Um, and she's just so funny because she she circles him, like just follows him around the crowd. And I'm sure in that moment Schmidt's just like, bitch, please leave me be. And she's like, you know, I'm just here. We have, a, we have a silent agreement. <laughs> we have a silent agreement. And
0: imagine going to that many weddings with the same group of people that you right? could have
2: somebody like that. You know what I mean? You know, but the best part is it is them at the end of the night. And he, of and, course. Yep. You know, and it's no force. Nothing like that. It's they're enjoying each other. He's just like, this isn't what I planned. <laughs> <laughs> Since we, end,
1: we love to end on
2: a positive note.
1: Let's Hear It For The Girls This is a segment where we shout out the female identifying people in film and TV that you, the listeners, should know about. These
0: are the emerging or maybe slept on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So, Taylor, who are some of these individuals in your life that you're saying let's do that are killing it right now and why?
2: I'm going to shout out my staff on the current show that I'm working on because we have an all women staff. Oh my God, I didn't know that. That's incredible. We have we have two male first ADs, but our second AD down are all women. And it's the first time I've worked on a show like that. And it's it's amazing. We are all just, I mean, I think it's also just us as individuals aside from our gender that we are all there for each other. But just female empowerment, it's incredible. Uh, so Mindy McCoy, our second AD, who is just the most lovely woman she's from louisiana so she brings this like southern mom energy to the group and truly cares about each of us uh leah clark and taylor shank are second seconds are just incredible and just so supportive especially because i'm you know i'm not from the area and i don't know this entire team they've all worked together before and they've all been so welcoming uh is also from Pennsylvania, um, and then so our, our PAs are Carly Burt, she was our cast PA, Tiffany Spriggs, who I worked actually with a show back in Pittsburgh. Um, she's our background PA, she's amazing. Erica LeBlanc is our uh, is our first teamers her personal, um, and then we also have a lot of additionals that come in, mostly women, a few guys, and they're all they've all just been great. Uh, Jordan of course is just working on so many things such a busy woman Um, truly and I have you know just so many women friends and I could keep us on here for hours um, that are just working on so many projects while working full time that just truly inspire me because it's all about time management getting your personal projects off the ground
1: yeah it's a lot so much we we all know (laughs) we all everyone here knows how that goes right yeah (laughs) So Taylor, what are your next endeavors and what can people look out for and check out of yours in the near future?
2: Absolutely. Uh, So I have a short film that I have been trying to get off the ground for a few years. But as I said, working all those full-time jobs can get in the way. So with this time off that I think will last for a little bit, I'm going to hopefully just start Trying to figure out where I can get it made, Uh, whether that's here, back in Pittsburgh. Uh, It's a short film called New Tables, and I hope I'll be sharing stuff with you guys soon.
0: Exciting. I'd love to see this. Would love to read it if you're open to sharing. Absolutely. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. Of course. We will have many more Let's stories. How did we get here? She's a bitch. Let's Blue Sky it. And here for the girls in future episodes, along with several other
1: fun-filled segments and guests, of course. And in the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OCS Productions and let us know which segments you adore and even which segments you may despise because we just really want to know what you're loving and hating. We have much more video content as of late and we want to interact with you.
0: Also, please rate us a smashing five stars. Even if you don't want to, you should, it takes two seconds. You can just click real click, real fast, yeah, wherever cool. you listen to podcasts and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and we will catch you next time for more She Said Let's.